Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is Tony Defio. We are from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And man, we are excited because, Tony, this one's for Miles. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he uh, he enjoyed every second of that. that uh, the, the revenge that the Browns helped to get him for him smacking Mason Rudolph in the head last year. So I'm sure Miles appreciated that. Yeah, I believe he did, Tony. And, uh, you know, and actually, I know Miles Garrett did have a good conversation with uh, with Mike Tomlin before the game, just about family and different stuff. And I think there was a lot of respect there for Coach Tomlin that it did not carry over to uh, chicanery and uh, criminal action on the field. So I'm actually impressed with that. So I'm really happy. But let me welcome you, formally, Tony Defio from Behind the Steel Curtain. How are you, my friend? I am doing fantastic. I wish it would stop raining, but we've had a uh, a good fall so far, so I can't complain too much. But yeah, it's uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. How about you? Doing real well myself. It's not raining. It was a beautiful fall day here in Maryland, so feeling good. Glad to see all of our friends in the uh, live chat. We see Brad, Nathaniel, Mark, Big Bro Sco in the house. There's Ezra with a big what's up, your buddy T-Money. Terry, Nathaniel, what's up, man? Nathaniel's in here, Ryan O'Toole, Rod Young's in here. And uh, so, Tony, the Steelers are 5-0. and oh, And I know all these folks in the live chat are just as excited as we are. First time since 1978, Tony, 1978. And it was not squeaker it wasn't it, it was uh as good well almost as good a game as you could expect if you're a Steeler fan and and, and I think they haven't had a, a game like that in quite a while as far as just total domination I think it happened against uh, the right team a team that that so many people so desperately want to make contenders and they have to prove it they have to prove it to themselves and to the Steelers to the Ravens and they have yet to do that this year We've got Wes in the live chat saying bad, 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 Tony, Tony, Tony. And Joey Jr. is throwing 20 bucks at us. $20. And this is awesome. I got to bring this up. If you want to go ahead and put a super chat in, your hard work and dough, we appreciate it. It goes to uh, great things such as Tony's new microphone. Tony, let's see that bad boy. I plead the fifth. <laughs> that's nice and his new headphones so uh we really appreciate it but uh twenty dollars joey jr we appreciate you it's not a honda or a suzuki it's a dotson's hell of a game five and oh baby yes dotson kevin dotson that's a guy that we're going to be talking about as well we're really excited about uh about Dotson and his rookie seasons absolutely fantastic you know if it wasn't for how well chase claypool was playing Kevin Dotson could be the Joe Green great performance award winner at the end of the year as well lots of uh and we might see some great performances from other rookies like Ant Mac and also Alex Highsmith doing some good things there as well so I'm really excited about uh the young Steelers I'm excited about the veteran Steelers and like you said a 31 point victory is a big freaking deal when you're playing a division rival in the Cleveland Browns who came in here four and one, everybody was saying, Tony, they were saying this, who did you beat? The New York Giants, zero wins. 
They had one yesterday, though. The Denver Broncos, at the time, zero wins. They have one. Actually, they have two now. They beat the New England Patriots yesterday. Right. But that's still three combined wins right there. The Houston Texans blew it against Tennessee, which maybe not a bad thing. Maybe it's good to have the Tennessee Titans being 5-0 and when the Steelers come to visit at 5-0. and But the, the Houston Texans, one win. The Philadelphia Eagles, one win and one tie. That's four wins, one tie, too many losses for me to count. So who did you beat? So those four, you take those four wins, and then you take the Cleveland Browns four wins, and now you've beat five teams with eight combined, combined wins. It's a little bit better, but it shows that the Steelers are not the old Steelers, Tony, that are going to take a team lightly, especially a lesser team, We've heard the whole thing so many times in the Mike Tomlin era, playing down to their comp- competition. Do you believe that is over, Tony? Uh, I mean, I always thought that was a little bit overblown anyway, but but I think this team has shown so much focus uh, this year, and I think you saw that yesterday. It, it, it was it was a classy game as far as the, there were no shenanigans between the two teams, but they were so intense. I mean, the, the hits were – they were laying the wood all day long, and I just love how they – how they dominated the line of scrimmage. So uh, it's probably too early to, to say because it could, it, could pop, it could pop up any second. I mean, it could happen against the Bengals or the Cowboys or whomever. But I'm really impressed with how they've gone about their business this year through those first four games against the lesser competition and then against a much, on paper anyway, coming into the game, a much better better team than the Browns this week. I, I, I think this is the most businesslike I've seen them in, in a long time. It, 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 it's such a great thing to see. It is, and you have a CEO on the field named Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. He is playing absolutely the smartest football of his career. He is definitely a businessman. You know, um, he could win a Dundee. Michael Scott could give him a Dundee for how well he is playing here. You know, I just love the, the mission that Ben Roethlisberger is on right now. But my question here is this. Were the, were the Browns a good team coming in? Or did the Steelers expose them, Tony? That's a big question. Uh, they're certainly a team with, 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 with a lot of talent. They have a, a defensive player of the year candidate, Miles Garrett, uh, for, for sure. And, and they certainly have a lot of talent on offense. Uh, but, I mean, they've, they, 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 their, their wins didn't come against very many great teams, any great teams, really. And their two losses, they, they, were, they were spanked pretty badly by two of the the bigger contenders in, in football right now and, and the Ravens and Steelers. So I'm, I'm thinking they, they might not be a very good team. Well, I'm hoping that it just does not matter. And we're going to find out how the Steelers stack up to the best competition coming up in the next two weeks. But as far as I'm concerned, they played good competition yesterday. Any team that's won four games in five, that means they're a good enough team to, I don't care who they beat. They're a good enough team, and you can hang your hat on beating a 4-1 and one team. So kudos to the Steelers there. But if they are a team, and we've seen this, you know, the Patriots two years ago playing them in 2018 with that big win in Pittsburgh, and you've seen them stand up to teams that were supposed to spank them, and the Steelers, doesn't matter whether it's on the road or it's at home, they come away with a win 
So we're going to see just how special this Pittsburgh Steelers team is next week against the Tennessee Titans, who have not played the greatest competition as well. They played a great team in the Buffalo Bills, who are playing right now as we speak, as we record this game. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. The Steelers right now, if the season ended today, are still the number two seed. The Houston Texans, excuse me, the Tennessee Titans are the number one seed. That's fine. Let the Steelers go in possibly being underdogs next week. But all this being said, the Steelers are still 5-0 and on the year. I have never seen this in my lifetime, even though I was alive last time it happened, and you were too, but I wasn't paying attention to records when I was seven years old, Tony. Yeah, 1978, that's the last time it happened. I wasn't even paying attention to football at that point. I was more into Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, and the Incredible Hulk. I didn't even care about football until 1979. So, I mean, this is this is amazing that this this is the first time this, ha- this has happened in, what, 45 years? Or, yeah, no, 42 years. 42 years. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. I'm. Uh, it's, 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 that's why I love sports. You just never know when you're going to see something new. Well, you might need to go back to a Sesame Street for some math skills there because it was 42. Yes, yes. <laughs> Five minus two. Yeah, the count is the count's going to be on the show with us next week. Mm-hmm. Um, one win, ha, ha, ha. Two <laughs> wins, ha, ha, ha. Um, you know, actually, that's not a bad impression. My impressions are that's getting pretty, better. It's pretty good. I, I, I liked it. Uh, you know what? Let me ask you this. Everyone makes fun of me for my Yinzer accent, my Yinzer impression. I think my Yinzer is pretty good, and you're a certified Yinzer. So I'm right. not. Gonna, I'm not going to take the take the word of Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield, who are not official Yinzers. So I'm going to ask you when I say to you, Tony, Yinz guys going down tan and that to get some uh, sausage and stuff, and that is that a good Yinzer impression? I mean, it needs a little bit of work, but then again, you're not, you're not here. So, I mean, you have to, you have to be around the people like me every day to hear when they say stuff like, like he just won it with, with, with Kyra's players like that. You got to say Kyra like that. Kyra's players and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you just, but it, it, it's not bad. It's not bad. Well, I'm never going to get credit for my impressions. So, and I, you know, I, on Factor Fiction, I did a really good Rowdy Roddy Piper impression the other day when I was doing our old, our shtick from the end of this show. <laughs> um, so I might try it. I might try it at the end of the show. I'm going to try it out on you. We're going to switch roles so I can roll out my Rowdy Roddy Piper. But I digress. So as excited as we are, <laughs> Donald Nolan says it's slightly offensive. <laughs> hey, I grew up in John- Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And at so I grew up a Yinzer, so I understand. I have family that have that great accent. Um, but so if I offended anybody, eh, sorry. Um, here's hey, the thing. hey, the accent is offensive. All right, <laughs> I, I, I can say it. All right, I, I hear it. I, I, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I say the accent's just get it, get it right. You announce better or pronounce. I see, I can't even talk, I'm, I'm all worked up. All right, go ahead. So, as exciting as the win was yesterday, the Steelers being five and oh. Um, looking towards the possibility of this being a very special season. They lost a great <clears throat> member of their defense in Devin Bush Jr. yesterday, Devin Marquise Jr. out, and he was the guy that I uh, I put as the X-Factor on defense for the Steelers yesterday, and 
it really hurts for him to be out, Tony. Um, what were your thoughts when he went down? Well, when I first saw it, I was I was hoping it was just a a, a minor injury, at worst a, a meniscus, like like Ben had a few years ago, that he can come back in a couple of weeks. But the more I, I saw people talking about it and uh, describing what a, a ACL looks like, the, the the more I expected to to hear the worst. And of course, you you, you it was pretty much confirmed after the game. It, it, it's 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 a tough loss. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. That's a a tough break for that defense. I'm not. I don't think it's the end of the world. But it's definitely going to be harder for 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 that defense without without him in the, in the middle of the, of of that of every of, of the action, because I always like the quote the Jerry, Jerry Dulac, who's a Steelers insider, who was quoting somebody else when he said when you're when you're slow at inside linebacker, your whole defense is slower because you don't have the you don't have that guy who can go side to side and, and the range to cover uh, you know deeper than than somebody like a Vince Williams. So. Uh, it, it's going to be a challenge for them. It, it's, a, it's a tough break. Yes, it, it really is. And I've got to tell you, um, a lot of people panicked when he saw him go down. This is not the Ryan Shazier situation. This is a situation where we will see Devin Bush again. He has a just a hard road of rehab, but we are going to see him back um, after his surgery, see him again. And I'm excited for that. This is not uh, this is not that eerie feeling that you and I had that night of December fourth, two thousand seventeen, when we were on the air on our podcast on Blog Talk Radio after the show and after the game doing that show. It was it was just absolute torture. And so all all I can say here is that you'll get better soon. But the Steelers have a great next man up mentality. And the next man up is not the guy that everybody thought it was going to be. Everybody thought the next guy up was going to be Ulysses Gilbert III, but it is Robert Spillane, the legacy. And I say that he's the legacy because his grandfather was a number one pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1950s. He was, that was Johnny Latner, a Heisman Trophy winner from Notre Dame. And this guy was also a, uh, a pro bowler at halfback for the Steelers. He uh, injured himself in the military after his rookie year playing football. I don't know whether it was a pickup game. I don't know what it was, but he never played again um, in the league. But Mr. Spillane has some football. He's, he's a legacy. He has, you know, football in his blood. Now, he is a guy that is a blue-collar type player. He was drafted by the Tennessee Titans He's the guy that picked up picked off Landry Jones in 2017, I believe, in uh, the third preseason game. I remember him doing that. He ended up getting cut. The next year, the Steelers picked him up, and he's been an ace on special teams. He's a blue-collar guy. We saw yesterday he's a heck of a hitter. That hit that he put out on um, – I don't even know who it was that uh, he cracked on the Browns yesterday, but he really, he really nailed him. But Spillane is a guy that is now going to be getting the green dot, which means he's going to be calling the defensive plays. This is what happens when you're inside the bubble. We don't have media in there right now. We don't have where we don't know what's going on. So they know, they know what they have. That's why you're not seeing UG three. That's why you're seeing Robert Spillane. And we've seen guys like this with his linebacker coach, 
Jerry Olsowski back in 1989 coming in and playing the rest of the season and doing great things in the playoffs as well. So this is a guy that could come up big for the Steelers as much as we want Bush in there. He's not going to be. We wish we wish Bush the me- the best, but next man up. So, Tony, what do you think of Robert Spillane? Well, I, I, as you said, he seemed he he really is a ferocious hitter. He made his uh, he made his mark on special teams early on when he when he first made the Steelers team, and 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 that's what impressed the coaches about him. So, as far as him being able to to play the run, based on what I saw yesterday, I'm not I'm not that worried about it because he always seemed to be in, in the right spot. I mean, the, the question is, can he? Does he have the 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 range and, and, and the athleticism of Devin Bush? And of course he doesn't. But but can he can he uh, uh, come close to replicating that enough to 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 fill in for him for the rest of the year? Um, and if he if he can't, are, are they going to have a the right combination of players that could that could that could uh, make up for, for that loss with you know UG three and and of course the those hybrid safeties they like to they like to bring here the last few years, guys like Edmonds and, and, and Marcus Allen, and I guess even Cam Sutton and players like that. So, I mean, I, I was impressed with what, what I saw from, from Spillane yesterday and, and, or on Sunday. And, and all you can do is just uh, see how he plays in the next game. Absolutely. And you know what? I know that Kevin Colbert has been on the phone. He's looking around. He's seeing who's on their couch right now, who's on another team's practice squad. We published a uh, list of players. Jeff and uh, Michael Beck put it out yesterday and put out a list of uh, available inside linebackers out there. You know, you're going to do better with who you have in-house, but they're probably going to bring somebody in. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I would at this because, I mean, they they obviously, unfortunately, they they're they're there's a spot open now with, with Bush going on the IR. I'm, I'm sure I'm assuming he will be eventually on the IR. Um, so yeah, I think they're going to have to bring somebody in for, for depth alone. Uh, cause uh, other than, uh, Ulysses Gilbert, who, who do they, who else do they have? So yeah, they're going to have to bring somebody in. Um, uh, as far as that list, I, I mean, nobody really stood out other than perfect, which I don't, I don't see that happening. Although it'd be a writer's dream if it did. And uh, Monte Teo, but I mean, he's just a name because I, I remember him from Notre Dame, but he never really made his mark in the NFL either. So I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to they're gonna bring in somebody just, just for depth. They almost have to. And Dennis Sheridan agrees with us. He says, there's no one out there who is going to come in and be better than anyone we already have here. That's true. You know, they're not. But right. you'll bring another guy in for depth. And that's pretty much what you do in this situation. So uh, we will be looking at that as well. You've got guys like uh, um, Dion Buchanan. Um, you have Darren Lee, who was drafted number one by the Jets. He was on the Kansas City team last year. So there's guys that you could possibly bring in. But it looks like uh, the next men up are not only Spillane, but behind him, it's UG3, who's going to get a, uh, a pretty big role as well. And, of course, we'll see some Marcus Allen action in there. You might see Sutton. You're, you're going to see these guys trying to uh, pick up the pieces for the team. Um, Matty Peverell says Michael Kendricks if he doesn't go to jail. Um, Michael's about to be sentenced on Wednesday for insider trading. Um, I do not think that... Uh, He's going to be end up being an option, but uh, we'll see. So there's there's places to go, Tony. 
Yeah, and this might be, I mean, obviously, I'm way out of my league here when it comes to X's and O's, but this might be where, where Mickey Fitzpatrick comes into play as far as that the freelancing that so many people uh, talked about him possibly doing this year. He really hasn't been doing that. He's been more of a, a deep safety this year, playing, uh, protecting the back end of the secondary, but maybe he's he can play a role in the middle of that defense too, to a certain degree. Why do I think that it was not an easy night for the uh, Tomlin household as Mike probably wasn't there. He was back at the facility with his coaches. There was takeout food and there was a, there was takeout food and uh, you know, tons of uh, energy drinks or what have you as as they worked up a plan, but you know, they're going to work out a plan. Right. And and that's, that's, that's the thing. A lot of people are saying about Devin Bush. I, I, you know, reading, reading the site and listening to people on the radio today talking about, well, he didn't have, the greatest year anyway uh, through the first four and a half games, meaning Devin Bush, but that drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, look, we're, look what we're talking about. We're talking about four or five or six different players, a combination uh, who, who have to now play a, a greater role in trying to replace him. And he was pretty much on, on the field for every snap until he got hurt. So, I mean, yeah, maybe he wasn't making the splash plays that Ryan Shazier was, you know, uh, when he was in his prime here, but he still, he still uh, was a, a uh, filled a vital role that they that it took them two years to find after or two two years to fill after Shazier went down. So, yeah, he's not he's not gonna he probably wasn't gonna make the Pro Bowl in 2020, but he was he still means a meant a whole heck of a lot to that to, to that defense. There's only one Steeler in history that has ever had 16 sacks, an average of one sack a game for the Steelers. That was James Harrison, and he did it once in 2008. I've never seen a Steeler with 16 interceptions. I don't believe I've seen an NFL player with 16 interceptions. You are not going to see many players averaging even one touchdown a game. 16 touchdowns is an amazing season. Look, you're not going to have a great game every single game. It evens out. I mean, you even the best have bad games. Hall of Famers have had bad games. So, Minka Fitzpatrick had a an interception and a pick six yesterday, but he was in everybody's doghouse. In fact, Jeffrey wrote an article here. Where in the world is is Minka Fitzpatrick? And right. everybody was thinking about it. How maybe he's uh, not what he's cracked up to be yesterday? You know, I mean, we we heard that. Now yesterday, is he off the hook now? Because he had that one game. Everyone's like, "Hey, Minka's back!" Woo! Right. But that's you know, there's eleven guys on a defense. So, you know, they're not going to have great games every day. So if people on Pittsburgh radio were taught, were these fans or were these, these commentators? Uh, they were, they were mostly fans and the commentators were like, eh, you know, they were kind of saying what I was saying. Maybe I stole it from them. <laughs> Look, you, this guy, this guy was a, played a bigger role. And, you know, I've been, you know, guys like Jerry Dulac have been saying this for a couple of years, like, or at least since, Bush has been in the league or been on the team, you know, you know, TJ Watt and all these guys are obviously they're in, in irreplaceable, but Devin Bush is a much more irreplaceable than people think for that defense. He's going to be missed. You can fill in the hole, but people are going to make, have to make up for the loss and that's exactly what's going to happen. But I think that is, oh, that's a horrible take. Anybody saying that, you know, he's not going to be missed because he wasn't having that great of a year. Right. You know what? You're exposed when you're in the middle like that. So, oh, that drives me absolutely crazy. 
We've got some dingo dollars from Matty Peverall, $7.99. That works out to about 23 cents in uh, US <laughs> currency. They better work out a plan. We are all in on a Super Bowl this year. I do like Spillane, but we need proven performance in case. I get it, Matty. And check out Matty's show on Saturdays, Touchdown Under, along with Mark Davison, who's also in the live chat. Check those guys out. Fantastic job. Matty, I get it. But here's the thing. You need proven performance, but the one guy that's proven right now for the Steelers is the guy that they've seen every single day in either camp or in practice at their facility, and right now that's Robert Spillane. So that's really what you're going to get. You're going to have to live with that. I don't think that it's going to be as hard to live with as it was taking a guy off the couch like they did with Sean Spence back in 2017. Right. And, 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 and back then Ryan Shazier was their, their Mr. Everything as far as defense. I mean, they had, you know, they had Joe Hayden was on a team, of course, Cam Hayward and, and those guys, but they didn't have, and, and TJ Watt, that was his first year, but Bud Dupree wasn't the Bud Dupree that we know now. And TJ Watt's even better. And the secondary's world's better than it was back. And so it's going to like, it's not the end of the world. You know, they have so many playmakers that they, they could, they can compensate, but it, it's not, it, it doesn't mean that Devin Bush won't be missed. Absolutely, he will be. Now, we will be right back right after this. I don't know how much you're going to miss us after this commercial break, but check this out. If you're on YouTube, just stay right there. We're going to be here. If you're checking us out on our audio-only platform, wherever you download your podcast, go ahead and download number two of The Hangover, and we're going to see you in a moment. 